during the early years of our marriage, there was a day we had an argument or misunderstanding and my wife was talking and really pressing my, my buttons, if you understand what I mean. Honestly, there were a number of things I could have said or done to her that I knew would hurt her, but something, rather someone restrained me from doing them. Welcome to the Happy African Marriage Podcast, a show where we empower, equip, and encourage you to build a stronger marriage in these modern times, even if you're raising a family. We are Dr. Eben and David, a Christian couple, happily married life partners, parents of three, and marriage partnership coaches. If you're ready to build an enriching marriage partnership for a peaceful, thriving, and unified home, and a lasting legacy of impact for future generations, this podcast was made for you. So, stay tuned. Be prepared to be empowered and inspired to build the happy African marriage you truly desire. I beg, make we talk the matter. Welcome back, friends. Um, we're so excited you are here. In today's episode, we will be talking about the marriage formula that has helped us build a strong and happy marriage we truly enjoy. Yes. After observing our marriage and other marriages, we realize that if this three-part formula is understood and applied correctly and consistently, positive results will follow. These three parts work together to bring about better results in your marriage. So... Are you wondering what the marriage formula is so you can also apply it for a stronger marriage? Are you ready to hear what this three-part formula is? All right, let's give you a brief overview. Yes, the marriage formula is a formula derived from the source of marriage, our loving Father, God, and Creator, and it's obtained from Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. You can take some time out and, and, and read it. But I'll just let you know what the three parts include. The three parts include, one, reverence for Christ. Two, leave and cleave. And the last one, love and respect. We have broken this into a three-part series so we can delve deeper into each part of the formula, one after the other. So in today's episode, We'll be talking specifically about the first part of the formula, reverence for Christ. Let's, let, let's begin with a personal story. During the early years of our marriage, there was a day we had an argument or misunderstanding and my wife was talking and really pressing my, my buttons, if you understand what I mean. Honestly, there were a number of things I could have said or done to her that I knew would hurt her. But something, rather someone, restrained me from doing them. In the heat of the moment, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a scripture in Proverbs that said, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stirs up strife. I was reminded of who I was in Christ and that I don't need to fight fire with fire or to retaliate. So rather than say something that may give me a temporary relief or a, a, a temporary victory, I chose to honor God with my words and action by staying quiet and then responded to her rather than react. 
We'll talk more about responding and reacting in another episode since we are focusing today on reverence for Christ. So what does it really mean to reverence Christ? Before we continue, I want to say that this first part of the marriage formula, reverence for Christ, is derived from Ephesians 5.21. And and I'll read it. The um, NLT version says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Reverence means deep respect for someone. Could be worship, adoration, or these are some other words that come to mind. Even love. When we have reverence for Christ, we do what he wants us to do. He becomes not just our savior, but our Lord also, leading us along the way through his word and spirit. Our culture, especially Africans, Nigerians, we, we can be very religious. You, you know, we have so many churches and mosques, but do we really reverence Christ in our homes? Do we, do we put, you know, put on Christ? Can Christ be seen in us in the way we talk and in the way we do things? Hmm. Those are definitely questions to think about. I would also add that the topic of reverence for Christ is not only restricted to marriage. For the purpose of this episode, we are making reference to marriage. And it's important to note that Christianity is a lifestyle, a relationship, not religion. Our lives, including our marriage, is a form of worship to God. Yes. For example, when you go to church as a pastor, deacon, choir leader, usher, <laughs> no, Christianity extends beyond the four walls of the church. Or, you know, these days we even have round churches. And, <laughs> and when you come back home, your Christian lifestyle should continue. True. <laughs> now, referring back to my account of the story, you see, something that stands out to me, especially as an African is that the society makes men believe that to, to be a man, to, to be respected, you, you, you have to be a certain kind of leader, maybe an authoritarian, or in some cases with a domineering attitude. Um, it, it reminds me of, I think, a, a preacher who had said, um, being the tribe of, of the lion of your home or something close to that. But, but this should not be the case yeah yeah but reflecting on that part of our marriage story or experience and other interactions we've had in our marriage contrary to what society may may make us think i did not see weakness in my husband's attitude at all actually i drew closer to him emotionally and when you have an emotional connection with your wife i mean huh when you have an emotional connection with your wife, oh, hmm. <laughs> you will feel like a king in your home. <laughs> mm, My husband is reaping the benefits and he knows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. On a more serious note, what I saw in those moments was a true leader, not only outside the home, but also within the home. I saw a man that truly cares about me and was willing to not allow society 
to define his behavior or actions towards me, but instead allowed his reverence for Christ to take the front seat in his leadership. As a result, the emotional connection between us grew deeper and it was easier for me to be more vulnerable with him. Please note that we are not saying as couples we cannot be open to each other if we have concerns about our relationship. Emotions itself are not bad. Definitely, they, they are not. Expressing emotion is not a bad thing. Just the way we go about it. You see, based on our experiences after over 11 years of marriage, if as couples we decide to reflect on our actions individually, we may come to realize that there is room for improvement in the ways we express ourselves. And this requires a willingness to grow and allow our reverence for Christ to take over. Yes, true. Growth should not stop when we get married. It should continue even after we are married. While we may not always agree on everything, we can work together as partners and members on the same team, despite our imperfections. But it stems from our individual submission to Christ as both the Savior and the Lord of our lives, because our relationship with God is personal. Ideally, this is how it should be. Each of you, that is each spouse, should be complete in Christ. When you come together, you complement each other. You are building a marriage which is a union of two whole individuals who are complete in Christ. Amen. Sadly, sometimes, some want to skip the step of being complete in Christ or finding their identity rooted in Christ. And so when they come to cleave to their spouse, it becomes more challenging to be united. In case you did not notice, this was a mini introduction to the second part of the marriage formula. <laughs> yes, that was. Um, so just look out for that. To wrap up our discussion about the part one of the marriage formula series, we'll end on this note. As we became more intentional in our actions in marriage over the years due to our desire for a kingdom marriage, we had positive results. One of them was that our rates of conflict or misunderstanding decreased. This involved an increase in self-reflection, being more patient, understanding of each other and our needs, being more empathetic, being more intentional in our actions. And these all stem from applying the first part of the marriage formula, the reverence for Christ. We would encourage you to ponder on the following questions. You can also write these questions down in your journal. Do you put God first in your home and life? Do you truly love him and trust him to know what is best for you and your family? Are you committed to loving God and others, including your spouse? Do you want to obey what God has put in the scriptures concerning your marriage and other areas of your life? Think about your home right now. Is it an example of what a Christian home looks like to your spouse and children? How can you reflect your reverence for Christ through your actions, even during the challenging times in your marriage? Please set aside some time this week to engage in this reflection exercise. 
Our prayer for you is that God grants you more wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and grace to build a marriage that continues to reflect God's unconditional love as you continue on your marital journey in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, that's it for today. We've come to the end of the first part of the Marriage Formula episode series, Reverence for Christ. And we look forward to you joining us next week as we look at the second part of the Marriage Formula, Leave and Cleave. God bless you. Have a lovely day. Shalom. If you like that and mom show, please don't forget to leave them a review to, to spread the love. Hi, friend. If this podcast has inspired you or you found value in today's episode, one of the best ways to thank us is to leave a written review in our Apple podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Also, please feel free to share this episode on your social media channels. And together, let's join the happy African marriage movement as we work together to break the cycle of managing or enduring marriages for our children and the next generations after them. Remember, the state of our marriages today can impact our future generations. Shalom. <laughs>